We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Vince, rapid fire time. And again, we'll mix in some more listener questions, and we've got some of our own, starting with the preseason college football coaches poll released today. Here is how it looks. You've got Alabama at number one, no shock. They received 54 first-place votes. Number two, the September 3rd opponent, Ohio State, who received five first-place votes. Defending national champ Georgia is third with six first place votes those are the only three teams that got first place votes clemson is fourth notre dame fifth followed by michigan texas a&m utah oklahoma baylor is 10th and then oklahoma state and oregon so that's the top 12 anything really surprise you in any of that well obviously i go straight to notre dame to find out where they're ranked right and if i was doing a top 10 i think i would have notre dame at five i think that's actually very appropriate because they have, you know, I, I think they have a really good roster coming back. There's some question marks that national people probably cannot answer. And I totally understand that. Uh, but there are going to be questions that are going to be answered fairly quickly for Notre Dame. You know, obviously quarterback, head coach, defensive coordinator, you know, all of those different things. Right. And so I wouldn't put them above Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State and Alabama, because I still think that those guys are still still in that kind of tier one range and they belong there and until Notre Dame can prove that they belong there those guys belong ahead of them in the preseason I have no problem with that whatsoever there was a a couple of other ones that I was looking at um let's see it's uh, right here actually in uh Lindy's their pre their preseason poll right they have Notre Dame eight and they have A&M Michigan and Utah ahead of Notre Dame all ahead of them sorry uh, that's a hard pass for me. I, I don't. I don't see that being the case. So, and again, it's preseason. It doesn't necessarily matter if you're in the yeah. top ten. You've got every opportunity to be in the final four when it's all said and done. You know, you have to be positioned at least nearby in order to climb that high, right? So, top ten, you're good to go. Uh, so you're kind of splitting hairs a little bit, but I think they're absolute perfect, in my opinion, in this poll at five and having the four most recent national champions, frankly, above them. I have no problem. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I, th- I think it's the appropriate spot. I agree. You know, I think they're 
They're clearly better than Michigan. You know, maybe I'm just surprised a little bit because it's the coaches poll, you know, because on the one hand, I think a lot of coaches, you know, they probably go back and look at the final poll from last year and, sure. and that kind oh, of thing. And, and, you know, some of the most familiar names, they don't have to work too hard to figure. I do <laughs> think based on other kinds that I've read, though, is like a lot of these other coaches are so impressed with the job Marcus Freeman has done with recruiting, you know, even yeah. though that doesn't necessarily – impact what's going to happen with this year's team I think that some of that is probably in the minds of of some of these coaches but you know again I agree you know I think they need to be ahead of Michigan I think they need to be ahead of Utah and you know all these uh, big 12 teams as well but you know like with with a quarterback and all that I might have thought that maybe the coaches you know might kind of knock them down because there was just enough question but you know they were like you know what, right around 10-11 going into last season, and they ended up there, you know, in the top six. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that they're in a good spot. And really, when you look at the rest, you know, not a lot of questions. Obviously, a lot of voters don't know what to do with Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, since they've got them one, two, three, you know, all out of the Big 12. And one of those teams will probably end up being a top 10 team when it's all said and done. Maybe sure. two of them, you know, kind of like last year, come down to the wire. Sure, a chance to maybe sneak into the that. playoff or something like that, but yeah, yeah. I could see that. I, I have a hard time getting on the Texas A and M bandwagon. You know, I just I don't really believe in everything that's going on down there, even from an on field on the field standpoint. Well, you know, it, yeah, again, like you know, maybe in a year or two that yeah, plays maybe. out based on I, their recruiting. But for this with year, the recruiting, it's like I feel like those guys are going to cash their check and head someplace else. Like, I I don't know. I just I don't see it them being able to sustain that. But we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's just hard for me to get on the AM bandwagon. I will say that. Utah impressed down the stretch. I, I thought they the reasons. You know, remember at the end of last year, we were talking about that 12-team playoff mm-hmm. and, you know, who it would benefit and things like that, especially, you know, looking at last year specifically. I don't think it benefits anybody more than it did Utah. I think Utah could have made – a little bit of of a run in that top 12 kind of, you know, winner take all yeah. kind of thing. They were playing very, very well down the stretch, very physical. They showed it against Ohio state. So I have no problem with them being where they are. And you know, the rest of them, I mean, you, you kind of said it, you know, Oregon. Okay. I mean, we'll that, that's you know, again, fine. 12 got is, a new head coach too. Yeah. So. And they got, then they've got some, some, uh, some momentum from the recruiting trail and things like that. So, you know, that's fine. And frankly, the Pac-12 is pretty weak this year. And yeah. so I I would have them over USC. So I have no problem with that. USC is not in the top 12. I think they were 15th uh, is one of the what somebody said in the chat. That's about where they belong, you know, and we'll we'll see what happens with them. So, yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with the with the AP top 12. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. Utah last year was one of the few Pac-12 teams who actually, you know, maybe did deserve the under the radar, you know, kind of designation, sure. but, you know, based on the showing that they had against Ohio state, even if Ohio state was, you know, pretty depleted in the Rose bowl, but right. All right. Let's slip a few of these uh, listener questions in here from our live YouTube chat. And again, you can uh, slip some in. Uh, let's, let's start with this one from Shanty Irishman. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Which position group is closest to mid-season form and which position group needs the most improvement? Ooh, the positive and negative. You know, it's hard to be in mid-season form on August 8th. I will say that. Uh, but the closest to midseason form, I'll go with the tight ends. I, I think the tight ends are doing some impressive things. And when you've got a potential All-American leading the way and you only really need one on the field, I will say that uh, I could I could see Michael Mayer being a pretty darn good uh, player right now if the season gets started. So I'll go with tight ends for okay. closest to midseason form. All right. I'm just going to go with defensive line. You know, I've been, uh, you know, pretty impressed with with what we've seen from those guys so far. Again, you know, the last couple of times we've been over there, it's been more drills and individual stuff. But I, I like that, you know, like, uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll save this for an, for another question here coming up here in uh, in just a second. But, you know, I've been I've been pretty impressed with what we have seen, you know, like. I was standing, I guess it was Saturday, up close, and, you know, there are some specimens down there. Chris Brown and Riley Mills, they are uh, the winners of the gun show for that defensive (laughs) line. (laughs) They have have got the biggest arms. You know, they've got arms the size of, you know, like if you and I, well, I was about to say, you know, we, we probably have a little bit bigger quads than they have arms, but they've got very large arms. They could walk on those <laughs> arms. So I'd say mid-season, my midseason form goes to defensive line. There's There's been no noticeable drop-off after losing a guy like Mike Elson. Al Washington has, has come in and has not missed a beat from what we've seen so far. As far as the most improvement, I, I'm going to give a cop-out answer, and I apologize, but I'm going to go with the fullbacks because they used the fullback an awful lot during the red zone, and I wasn't all that impressed just yet. I was impressed that they were using them, but they need a little bit of work, and that's not necessarily their fault. They're all walk-ons, frankly, 
so it's going to take some time, I think, but I like the thinking outside of the box and using the fullback, but I think the whole experiment needs more work. It just needs it. You know, they're yeah. not in mid season form yet. They need some, they need to polish. You know, it's funny, not that maybe a lot of people are going to care about this, but the walk-on Justin Fisher, who was a, you know, an option quarterback here in town at Mishawaka High School, we called all those games over the last yeah. three years. He is a preferred walk-on over there at Notre Dame. Um, and he was initially listed on the roster as a fullback, but he is working with the tight ends yeah. right now. And I mean, he is not a small guy, especially by high school standards, but oh. he wears number 23. Like for a high school quarterback, especially, he was jacked, but he uh, he has a hard time keeping up, you know, his own gun show physique when he's standing next to Michael <laughs> Mayer and some of those guys out there. That's true. That is very true. He he looks like a walk on, and uh, from a high as a high school player, he barely fit into his jersey. So yeah. it, it's it's just a very interesting dichotomy of what we're used to seeing on like Friday nights, and then what we get to see on Saturdays. It's it's just a completely different situation, and uh, yeah, but he's doing a great job for anybody that cares. He's doing a really good job with what he's doing. He it's a he lot is. of fun. Irish Shytown says, Sean events. What differences have you seen between a coach Freeman and Coach Kelly practice? Real simple. I just feel like there's more energy, and part of that could just be because there's a new coaching staff and that kind of a thing. But I just feel like there's more buy-in, there's more energy, there's more movement, there's just more going on. They do. Again, we've seen one full practice and, and a couple of partials, but they they do this uh, this circuit kind of a situation, and it's just boom, boom, boom. They're only at each station of the circuit for like two minutes, tops, and then they're rotating to the next one, and then boom, boom, boom. It's just everything is moving. Everything is 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 competition, and it's the energy level is just so high. It really didn't it wasn't like that in the past. I'm not saying it was bad. But it's just it's different. It is just different. different. It's it's different for yeah, and and I agree with everything that you said. And we've already talked about like day one, they had crowd noise out there. So even though they're not necessarily specifically working on Ohio State specific things right now, their very first game, it's going to be a loud, rowdy, you know, environment. On you know, night game and the whole yeah. thing on the road at the horseshoe and all that. And they were working with with crowd noise and you know they typically have some music not always but you'll hear them play some music in the background yeah. you know not loud decibel music but just so that there is is something there you know while they're practicing and stuff like that now the other side of that is like this is kind of what i was referring to a little bit earlier this is still you know one of my concerns with a young first-time head coach this has been you know whatever knocks that you have on brian kelly i probably agree with a lot of them, but the one thing that you cannot deny is the developmental nature of the program under Brian Kelly. And, you know, that's that's the thing that has sustained this program so much is the way, you know, they they develop the depth chart and they, they're, you know, they're, they're able to plug one guy Absolutely. in, you know, to the next from one season to the next. And, you know, there has been a lot of time early on, you know, again, spent on these little things, you know, like position, you know, and like, like you've got defensive linemen out there, you know, doing agility type stuff, but also, you know, pounding those big heavy bags, working on their rips, you know, coming, you know, off off the line, you know, on their pass rush and and stuff like that. And, you know, tight ends, they were out there today on the two-man sled, you know, the, each blocking with just one arm, you know, like their inside arm and 
working on very specific things at all these different positions, and that plays into it as well. And then, you know, there was a question about Steve Angeli being one snap away and and that kind of stuff. And, you know, look, again, you know, right now, Steve Angeli is not in the equation for those top two spots Correct. on the depth chart. Correct. He's getting a lot of work in these position groups, though, that we're talking yep. about. That That's where, you know, an incoming freshman, not dissimilar to Tyler Buckner last year, right. by the way. You know, that's where, you know, a, an incoming freshman quarterback is going to start to, to hone his skill is in all these individual drills. And, you know, and it's just up to each player, whether he's the quarterback or not, to make the most out of those drills. You know, and that's that's where he's going to find it. Right now, if the time comes where Steve Angeli can help them, they'll figure that out. And, you know, maybe we see something along those lines. But, you know, that's again, you know, the thing that's impressed me has been that there's there's still a lot of work on development and skill yeah, development out absolutely. there, especially early on. You know, they're spending a lot of time on that early in practice. Yep. And it's it's position group to position group, too. All about, hey, it's all about technique. It's all about technique. It's all about the fundamentals and all of those different things. And that is very, very good to see because you're going to see high-level players playing very fundamentally sound. And that combination will win you a lot of ball games. Yes. Um, from USMA87, what did you think of the kick return practice? We saw some posted on video today. And uh, also Irish Shytown kind of doubling up on that was asking – what the special teams look like. We haven't seen, a, you know, like a ton. You know, we did see that first practice, some guys kind of back there practicing, you know, taking punts. Uh, and in terms of the kick return today, I really liked um, when Lorenzo Styles, you know, fielded a couple of okay. kicks. You know, they, they, they set up, you know, they had, they you know, they would kick off to them. They had a bunch of guys back there deep. And I don't, well, I do have my notebook. Hang on. So I've got my notebook here. And you were and, and I will preface this while you're looking that up. You were okay. on the far side of the field where they were catching the balls. Yes. I was on the other side where they were kicking. And right. so I got a terrible view of any kind of <laughs> catching the ball or anything like that because they were just loading up guy after guy after uh, like group after group after group and they were just running through kickoffs, staying in your lane, you know, doing what you need to do. The right. kickers you know, placing the ball where they needed to play some, you know, that kind of a thing. From my angle, the kickers look fine. It was kickoff against nothing. So, I mean, yeah. it should be fine, but they look fine. There was no problem there. Uh, but you can talk more clearly about, you know, the the actual receiving of the kickers. Sure. So, Styles, Lindsey, Merriweather, Payne, uh, Tyree, Salerno were all wow. back there. Brandon Joseph was back there a little bit. Um and the, the the two guys who I was most uh, you know impressed with just in terms of how they made a quick read of the blocks and exploded through the hole that they got from the blockers were Braden Lindsay and Lorenzo Styles. Mm. Really impressed okay. with both of them. Now that's not to say that other guys you know didn't do you know right. something well also, but those two were the ones who stood out the most to me. Logan Diggs was also back there with that group, but because of the red jersey, they just had him standing in the end zone, kind of watching. You know, he was looking yeah. kind of sad, wishing he could get out there <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, That's yeah. Funny. So they're kind of auditioning a lot of guys yeah. back there right now. And Styles was the one who, you know, like again, when you talk about exploding through that hole 
when you see it, Styles was the one who stood out the most. Okay. That's cool. I like so, that. That's very yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to see. Where else are we so far? <laughs> Let me see. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Kyle asks, how long into fall camp before they start officially practicing game prepping for Ohio State? Has that unofficially already started? Well, I would say that because they're working with crowd noise and they're doing some of those different things, I would say that it's already started to a degree. Now, I don't think that they're working, you know, X's and O's and strategy versus what they're going to run against Ohio State. They're, They're still, you know, getting their base in and doing some different things. Yes, they're working on their red zone and you might see some of the things that they've been working on used against Ohio State. I don't think that that's specific to Ohio State yet, though. I think that, you know, the crowd noise part, yes. The schematic stuff yet, no. That is usually two weeks before the season starts. You generally start getting into specific prep, and then obviously the one week before you really start getting into it. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to see specific Ohio State prep until – you know, let's see. Let me get my old my little calendar out here. Like the week of the twenty second, potentially something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be that would be exactly right. That would that would, and that's going to of course be. We have the full practice, I believe, on the nineteenth, right? And so we don't we don't get another full practice then after the nineteenth. Of course, that's when they're going to start doing the Ohio State prep, which is right. no surprise. So, right. <laughs> all right, a couple. Um couple quick ones here that that uh, I had from Rapid Fire. And if we don't get to your question in the chat tonight, don't worry. You can always, you know, now that training camp has started and we're out there, you know, we won't watch another practice until Thursday. But That's right. if you want to shoot us questions, feel free to shoot us questions. You know, like we you know, if we need to and, you know, and we'll take feedback on this. You know, if you want to shoot us your feedback. If you'd like an extra mailbag on this show, you know, something like that, that Vince and I can do, you know, maybe Wednesdays or something like that. We can do that as well. I mean, we answered a lot of questions tonight as it is, but you know, more than glad to do that. And, you know, you know, again, it's like, now that we finally get to see something, it's fun to get to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. You know, actually talk about real football that we've actually seen. It's not all, you know, guessing or not, not guessing. That's not the right word, but you know, you know, predicting, you know, that kind of a thing. It's, it's nice right. to see some actual football. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I saw this on Twitter last week. I sent you the video 
earlier today. Did you watch the video? I did not. I I did not uh, watch the video. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't do my homework. That's okay. You didn't have time. So a female reporter from Detroit, they were doing this, they were on like a little TV show. Okay. And the subject came up of people who have weddings in the fall. And the question is, can you remain friends with someone who schedules their wedding in the fall? You know, specifically on a college football Saturday. I mean, I, look, I I didn't necessarily plan my wedding around college football, but I did plan my wedding around high school football, so it does kind of correlate a little bit. We obviously you and I share an anniversary. It was just it was yesterday. So all out of the way before the season starts, no problem. I mean, I'm not saying that you stop your friendship with that person, but you may not see me at the wedding. <laughs> That's exactly it. I mean, I, you know, you and I have ample excuse. Like, I'm sorry, I'm working that day. I mean, there's really nothing I can do. Yeah. But I, I had to do it. You know, like I, I, I ticked off my in-laws a few years back because oh, no. my wife's brother and his wife, you know, got married on a Saturday in October. And it's like, you know, like, do you, you know, like, do you, do you realize what my paycheck relies on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, and that's what, you know, like these people were, were saying, you know, like this, it, and this was a, a female reporter who was talking about that, you know, and they're now. I'll just say, now remember, they're in Detroit. Okay. She was more a Michigan State fan. So, you know, Fair but enough. she was still like, if it's Michigan, Michigan State, you can forget about it. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and she was talking about this wedding she went to where uh, it was like Michigan State was playing Iowa and they had this little, you know, glass and they had like chalk that you could write stuff, you know, like on, they had like something taped to the side of the glass and she was like writing the, you know, the score and like taking pictures and updating the score. And, you know, she was ticked that she had to be and they Someone took a picture of her. She had her phone out, you know, with, you know, watching the game, you know, on her phone and that kind of right. stuff. And she's like, you know, eh, open bar. So, <laughs> you know, that was, that made it worth it. But otherwise it's like, you know, I, I the only wedding that I've been to recently um, was a couple of years. It was in October. They did schedule it during Notre Dame's bye week. So go. I will give them that. At least See? they had, at least they had that. That's just going to in the future for them, you know, when yeah. that anniversary lands on a game day or, or on a Sunday or whatever. So that, that's going to be future problems. But the current problem is obviously null and void for all of the guests. And yes. I look, I will also say when I got married, we had the Cubs game on in the bar area. Like, you know, see, there's you nothing know, wrong with that. You can do that kind of a thing without yeah. any problem. Right. I mean, that's no big deal. Right. So, you know, it is what it is and, you know, you get over it. But yeah, yeah. if if a buddy of mine had their wedding in the fall and it's on a Saturday and I, there's another damn game, I'm, I will use the excuse that I got to work all day long. That's exactly right. You know, can you remain friends with someone who has their wedding in the fall? I think you can still remain friends. The question is, how mad are they going to get because yeah. you don't go to their wedding because they were dumb enough to schedule their wedding? On and, a Saturday in October. And know? I guess it's a little bit more complicated if they ask you to be in the wedding. Oh, you know? man. That's where that's... it gets way more complicated. Like I have no problem yeah. 
being like, yep, can't go. Sorry. I don't care. You know, I'm not a big fan of weddings anyway. So sorry. But yeah, if they asked me to be in the wedding, that's a whole other ball of wax, man. That would be big tough. time difference. Big yeah. time difference right yeah. there. All right. Well, we covered a lot of ground tonight. Thanks to uh, all who joined us here yeah, man. live tonight. We had a big lot of crowd. people watching live. I know, man. A lot of questions rolling. And again, you know, now that training camp's here, and this, you know, it's going to, same goes for the season. You, you have quite, you know, I think most people who've jumped into the live YouTube chat have not been afraid to ask questions if they want to, or, you know, <laughs> at least make comments and stuff like that. But crank them up now. You know, we'll get to as many as we can over the course of each show. Absolutely. That we're on, you know, since, since we're out there watching practice. And again, um, so we'll, next practice availability is going to be Thursday. We'll have another one Friday. And then uh, nothing, no, no practice Saturday, but we will get to talk to Marcus Freeman okay. Saturday at noon after practice. So we've got two short practice viewings this week. My goodness, we've got. There's a lot of short ones. There, there, yeah. I think there's 10 short ones total. We're only two in, so. Yeah. And then next week we get a couple. We'll get another. What day is today? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to th- it's actually my daughter's birthday. I should remember what day That's today right. is. August 8th. Celebrate, of buddy. Course. But yes. yeah, so we've got a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of stuff coming up in the next week. So uh, I want to make sure how many. All right. Thank you very much, Matt. Matt just got in. So, Matt, you might have to go back to the start of the show and, and watch your <laughs> listening at this point. But uh, he said he was having troubles getting in on the live stream. Hopefully, that wasn't on our end. But uh, we made it through. Don't forget, hit that like button, rate, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Much appreciated. It helps out the show and uh, the Irish Breakdown platform greatly. Mark, appreciate uh, the compliments. Says Thanks, love your Mark. show, guys. We appreciate it as always. And uh, well, Vince, we kind of we're mixing up the schedule a little bit, so Vince is going to be back Wednesday, yes, sir. Now, but uh, we'll be back. I'll be back here tomorrow with jesse and uh, we've got a lot more that will be rolling your way as well you know some stuff that we didn't get a chance to get to yeah. tonight that we'll get to on tomorrow's show and, and over the course of the next week as well so we're, we're just we're just always going to be chock full of football information at this point. absolutely happy birthday to miss bailey make sure you tell her for me thank you very much i will do so have a great night and we'll be back tomorrow, six o'clock live. And of course, on all the podcast platforms right here on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.